You are listening to Synergistic Step Parenting Podcast with host Maria Nadipov, helping step parents transform family chaos into meaningful and harmonious co parenting. Hi, step parents. I'm so excited to bring to you part two of my conversation with the fabulous Lex Vuko in this week's episode. Lex is a health and fitness coach, and what I love about her work is that she brings a lot of mindset and emotional awareness to her work and how she talks about health. Last week, Lex gave us the lowdown on the complicated and confusing health and fitness industry, the do's and don'ts of eating healthy and how to nourish your body as she broke down the body's response to food. She once and for all answers all your burning questions and puts to rest the myths. I'm incredibly excited for part two of this amazing conversation. So without further ado, I introduce to you Lex Vuko. After 20 years in the health and fitness industry, Lex has created a unique program where she helps high-performing business owners who, although successful, are feeling on the verge of burnout and are not sure how to get back on track. Her unique program taps into biohacking, physical health, mental strength, etc., and helps her clients feel focused, impactful, and successful reaching their peak performance daily to build their business and thrive on energy and passion day in and day out for years to come. Her passion comes from her own experience with training mindset and burnout. That passion is to help others become the best version of themselves no matter where their starting point may be. So without further ado, here's part two of my conversation with Lex. The question I have for you, Lex, is how does food affect our brain? I know, again, we've talked about this to some degree, but if you could expand on it a little bit and what would be the best advice to give someone who wants to change? Every piece of food that we eat, every bite is a piece of code for the body. Just like computers run on zeros and ones and they get pieces of information. Every bite that we take is a piece of code for the body. What it means is the body gets information what vitamins it gets, what mineral it gets, where to store that, how to use that in other words, but it also has a whole set of hormones that get released in the body to tell the body again what to do with it and which hormones it needs. So this goes, for example, with the satiety hormone that gets released when we eat again, salmon and broccoli with a little bit of mashed potatoes, for example, we get the satiety hormone released within whatever, 10 minutes to feel full. However, when we eat something that's processed, heavily processed, and it has no fiber, no minerals, no vitamins, it's a completely different set of hormones that gets released in our body. And there is no satiety hormone that gets released, which is why you can eat a huge supersize me meal. And 15 minutes later, you can eat another one. It's like it, it never ends. So that's one of the ways it affects it, but particularly the brain, like I mentioned, sugar and flour, they hit the same brain part that cocaine does or a heroin or whatever drug of choice the person has. So we look at drug addicts and we're like, oh my God, there are drugs. We're just as addicted to food. It's just as bad. If it affects the same exact brain part that any drugs do, would we give those drugs to our children? Would we even take those drugs daily with each bite that we take? And then it creates a havoc. It creates foggy thinking. It does create negative thoughts because once again, the body just got a piece of code to tell the body what to do with it. 
it affects every single cell of our body. If we were to break down our cells to really small molecules and atoms and particles, they have noticed that they've done this in the study, scientists have, that it's actually consisting of exactly the food that we eat. So the term you are what you eat is actually quite literal. This is why it matters where the food comes from. This is why it matters how the animal was treated. This is why it matters. Did the plant see the sunlight? This is why pesticides matter. Pesticides are horrible. You can find pictures online of people who are spraying different crops dressed in a complete suit. It's like a space suit almost. They are trying to protect the whole skin. McDonald's, for example, the fries that they use, they have a particular type of a potato that they want and they want it to look in a particular way. In order for that to be achieved, there's a certain chemical that has to be sprayed on them. I don't know the term right now, but you can look the story up. This is a true thing. Farmers who have those crops, after they spray those crops for potatoes, they have to stay indoors for four days before they go outside, before they can breathe that air once again. So if we don't think that that's affecting our brain, how we think, our eyes, our digestion, our movement, our energy. We're crazy not to see, oh my God, that has to have the effect on it. If you think of how people lived for millions of years, they had only what's natural food. And now again, in the last hundred or less than a hundred years, maybe 50 years, we have so much processed food that this is why I truly believe we have high cases of depression and anxiety and ADHD and all the other things going on. And so to answer your other question, the other part of the question was, what would be the best advice for someone who wants to change? So the best advice that I can give to someone who wants to change is once again, first, sitting down and understanding why they want to change. The reason why is so important that if it's strong enough, there will be no obstacle that the person cannot overcome. But if it's not strong enough, we will never achieve the goal that we want. We have to take charge for our own health. First, work on your inner voice. Work on your inner self. Define, notice what your triggers are. Ask yourself, why did that trigger me? Observe your behavior. And without guilt and shame, remember taking the emotion out. Observe your behavior and say, hmm, I wonder why I always go to food when I'm feeling sad. Huh, I wonder why I always go to food when that person says this. You observe and you notice and you go, Mm -hmm. okay, what would I like to do instead? And then again, you just tweak your behaviors. My big thing is just focus on the inner work first. Your why is your main thing. Work on your thoughts and take the emotion out. Do not let your emotions control you. It's so often challenging to remember when we're in the throes of big emotion that feels like it's overpowering our whole world, that it's going to pass. It's temporary. (laughs) And if we just sit with it for a little while, even though it might feel uncomfortable, instead of trying to shove it down or push it away or pretend it doesn't exist or something like that, or look for a quick fix, which it sounds like food is often a quick fix. So are other forms of behavior that we engage in. But nonetheless, that's the reality. That's what I'm hearing you say with maybe like chips or a cookie. It's something to make us feel better in the moment. But if we actually just embrace sitting with the emotion for a little bit, just a few more moments, oftentimes it'll 
will pass quickly. And it's going to, like you said, restore that equilibrium that we are seeking ultimately that is going to support us so much more without doing any damage to us because emotions are all valid and they all have value. And there's no such thing as bad emotions. There's just comfortable emotions, referable emotions, and then ones that are more uncomfortable. And most of the time they're so uncomfortable is because we're just not used to dealing with them and sitting with them. Yes, exactly. Let me just add this. Don't bring into your home anything that you don't want to eat. People will, I don't know why, whether it's kids, whether it's the spouse, whether it's just a habit, be like, well, you know, I eat Oreos. Why did you have Oreos in your house? Well, you know, it's just like a habit or I just bought them last time. Don't buy anything you don't want to eat. Make it hard on you to actually go out and get something that's not good for you when you have that moment so that you have that moment, like you said, to sit down with these emotions. And what are those emotions? Define what emotions you're trying to avoid and ask yourself, why am I trying to avoid them? And what would happen if I just sit with them? Just take a moment to experience those emotions when it's time to experience them, let them go through the body, let them feel acknowledged. But then when we're analyzing our behavior, taking that emotion out. Yes. On another episode, I talk about other strategies that are health-based strategies to process those emotions, to still affect a change quicker, but not force a change through food or other substances that are messing with the equilibrium and the natural balance that our organism is designed to sustain most of the time. And that episode for our listeners is entitled Seven Key Components of a Step Parenting Sanity Routine. That's episode number 11. We'll be sure to link that in the show notes. What are the top misconceptions about healthy eating and what can people do to combat them? Oh, the biggest one. There's the healthy food and then there's the yummy food. Mm. People think that healthy food is boring and that it's just plain chicken breast and asparagus every day and that they could never eat like that. And they think of unhealthy food as yummy food. So right away, when you think of yummy food, I encourage you to change that to unhealthy food term. Literally, just change the term unhealthy because Terms like, oh, I'm going to have a cheat meal are horrible terms that are just assigned a forbidden fruit sign all over it. Mm. I'm going to treat myself this weekend. No, you're not. No, you're going to eat unhealthy food. It just has such a different energy to it, right? Oh, I'm going to... I'm going to eat unhealthy food this weekend. Like, oh, you're so right. Like even the concept of what you were just describing, there's the taboo factor, which we already know becomes very appealing. (laughs) And um, so you're right. When we think of it in this way, it's a helpful way to think of it. Don't assign forbidden fruit sign to it. Again, that goes back to not feeling restricted under pride and understand that there are healthy versions of all your yummy foods. I can make a really good healthy burger. I can make a really good healthy pizza. I can make a really good healthy dessert. There's literally thousands, if not millions of different recipes now out there to make everything that you want in your favorite way. Another one is that people think they can't afford healthy food. And there are a couple of things that go with that. One, healthy organic food is more expensive. That's absolutely true. However, when you actually stop eating processed foods or minimize it, you end up eating less. You don't stuff your face with that food like you would with processed foods. And I know this from personal experience and I know this from experience of 
many of my clients, you just end up eating less, which at first it sounds depriving. You're like, what do you mean? I love my food. You're going to very much enjoy your food because overall your taste buds are also going to wake up. You're going to be able to taste so much more flavor when you get away from processed foods, because once again, processed foods is designed to numb you into a zombie so that you keep eating that food. You will actually get to enjoy food even more while eating less and therefore feeling better, getting the weight loss results you want and just feeling optimal. And then the second thing is we think we can't afford healthy food, but we always find a way to afford a medical bill. So instead of thinking post something happening, let's prevent it. So let's eat healthy now so that we never have to waste time and lose our precious time in a hospital, at doctor's visits, at different appointments, trying to figure out what's going on. Let's talk about prevention and peak performance rather than dragging through from doctor to doctor trying to figure out what's going on, which if you have something to figure out, go ahead and figure it out. I do support that. I do support seeing functional medicine practitioners. I support seeing someone who will see you as a whole and not just, oh, that's just one organ that we need to look at. Our body has got so many different parts to it. Emotions can get stuck in the body. And that's your thing, Maria, that you just said. You have a different podcast talking about mm -hmm. it. Emotions can get stuck in the body. Absolutely. Memories can get stuck in the body. We need to learn to work through that. But one of the things that food will do for us is help us support that because we will automatically feel better and think better and therefore we'll be able to make the lasting change that we need. Yes, it's so true, Lex. And I love everything you just said, because it is a mindset shift, but you're so right. We're thinking about preventing and fueling in a proper way, as opposed to having to do damage control after the fact. Mm -hmm. And I've personally experienced what you described with eating less and being more satiated, but with way more fun and enjoyment because I'm a major foodie. And when I started to get savvy about what is truly healthy and what isn't and choosing those more whole foods and being much more picky about restaurants I go to, even though they are pricier, just the overall quality of how I feel, how I walk away feeling after the fact and how it sustains me throughout my everyday, it has dramatically improved. It's not going to be an instantaneous change. People might think, well, I had one healthy meal and I don't feel any different. No, this is something that is felt when you start to really make more of a commitment to it. And over time, as your body adjusts, as your taste buds adjust, I forget, Lex, you probably know what the statistic is for how long it takes for our taste buds to adjust once we start eating really clean. It's relatively quick. If somebody was to stop eating processed food today, within a week, if they were to go back to that process, food, they'll notice a difference right away. Okay. I have a client right now. She started a gentle fasting. One of the things is if you are somewhere where you have nothing better to eat, then choose that or whatever is in mm -hmm. front of you. And that's what she had to do. She had to have a burger from not the best place. Mm -hmm. And she was, this is when she started fasting, gentle fast, by the way. And she said, oh my God. She said, I had that burger. And she said, I told my mom, I feel so greasy. And mm -hmm. I said, yes, you will exactly feel 
how the food was. If the food is energetic, you will feel more energy. If the food is greasy, you will literally feel greasy. When you start a gentle fast program that works for you, which you, you have to know what you're doing, you start feeling cleaner. If you start getting in tune with how you feel, you will notice that you start feeling that way. And again, back to taste buds, relatively quickly will you start noticing the difference. The biggest difference people notice is after they go back to the bad food after a while. Mm, yes. A quick follow-up because you mentioned gentle fasting. Is that similar to intermittent fasting? Yes. I call it actually cyclical nourishment because okay. I, I want people to think in sense of nourishing their body in cycles. Right. And so intermittent fasting has become this, it's natural for our human body to actually fast, Mm -hmm. but it became this trendy thing that everybody wanted to, I guess, earn money on it. And they're like, well, (laughs) are you doing a 24? Are you doing a 16, eight? Are you doing OMAD, which is one meal a day? My rule is who cares? Go by what your body needs for that particular day. Mm. And then if you want to go on a fast, gently start pushing your breakfast later by 15 to 30 minutes and your dinner a little bit earlier or whatever. Like if your last snack of the day is at 10 p.m., just move it to 9 or 9.30 till your body adjusts. Slowly shrinking the eating window Mm -hmm. while observing how the body is feeling. And the most basic rule is never be starving. So once you start feeling hungry and it's getting more serious, you got to eat. I love that so much. Again, speaking to what we've been talking about the whole time, which is to really tune in to what the needs are and recognizing they might be different on any given day, just because of whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. When there's more stressful days, more hectic, or we have a big thing coming up, that's a big deal. And we've all felt that kind of, of like sleep. anxious, right? We've all yeah. felt those different variations that happen in either seasons or just specific times in our lives. And they certainly affect everything about how we're feeling. So why should food be any different? Why should it be the prescription of this is what I do like a robot? No, tune into those needs and be responsive to them. I love that so much. And I love that it invites us and supports us in being more mindful consistently. Awesome. (laughs) Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you and wow, you've just blown my mind with so many different things that I think I either knew very little about, or maybe hadn't heard of before. So I love everything you shared with us. And I'm so grateful. Where can people connect with you and keep an eye out for what you have going on? Could you share? Yeah. First, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to spread the knowledge and help others on their journey. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn these days. Lex Vuko, my name is spelled L-E-K-S-V-U-C-K-O. It's not a typical like spelling. I also have a website, which is my name, lexvico.com. And those probably are the best places to reach out. Awesome. And we'll be sure to put those links in the show notes. Again, Lex, thank you so much. And it's just such a pleasure to speak with you and to have the awesome wisdom that you've been able to share with us today. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you got a ton of value from this one. I know I did. I love how frankly and boldly Lex speaks about all things nutrition and healthy habits. I don't know about you, but I'm certainly feeling inspired to take action on adopting some of the strategies that Lex shared with us. I suggest you listen to last week's and this week's episode again and think about what little tweaks or changes you can start to make to improve your health and the health of your family. And maybe it simply starts with just noticing which choices you're currently making. Remember, every journey starts with just one small step. 
If you haven't yet considered subscribing to the Synergistic Step Parenting Podcast so you don't miss a thing, I have a great perk for you when you do, and you can find out more about that at synergisticstepparenting.com forward slash subscribe. I would love to continue to be a resource and make sure that I'm providing value and valuable content, so please drop me a line. You can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook and shoot me a DM or feel free to email me at maria at synergisticstepparenting.com anytime. I'm always happy to hear from you and would love to hear any questions you might have or topics you would love to hear me discuss on the show. Thank you again, my friends, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Until next time, be well. Thanks for tuning into Synergistic Step Parenting Podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite streaming platform so you don't miss a thing. If you like what you hear and you find the information helpful, please rate us five stars and leave a review letting us know what you like about the show on Apple Podcast. Don't know how? Don't worry. We'll include instructions in the show notes. And if you know of other step parents who can benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. John Swain did our theme music. Thanks, John. Thanks, John.